Welcome to a bigger, bolder, brighter podcast with Suncoast Blinds. Hey there, it's Charlie McDermott back as a producer of the show. And once again, I have been inside the Suncoast Blind studio. Ben, how you doing? Great. Yourself, Charlie? Doing terrific. And and man, a lot of rave reviews in that first episode. Congratulations. That That's, uh, I mean... You may want to think about a new career. Look out, Joe Rogan. Well, I mean, you and I, a couple microphones, sit back, have a beer, figure it out, right? <laughs> yeah, we forgot about the beer in that first episode. We're definitely going to have to have a beer episode. Uh, and, and maybe we'll wait. But this one, we, we, I got a lot of questions for you. So we, we may want to hold off on this episode, but in a future episode. Well, it's 3 o'clock by my watch, but it's always 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, rumor has it, and you covered it in the first episode, you, your quitting time is around 1 o'clock. So what have you been doing for the last two hours? I'm telling you, it's, it's, <laughs> that's company trade secrets because I'm clearly not in somebody's house right now. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, the and, burden is heavy. The burden is and heavy. And if listeners are wondering what we're talking about, you're going to have to go Back to episode one to piece it all together. Close that open loop we just created. All right. <laughs> so in this episode, let's let's go broad here. I mean, let's let's talk about window treatments. I mean, really important in Florida. I mean, back where I came from in Pennsylvania, you you could if you didn't mind the, the neighbors looking in, you could get away with it most of the time. But geez, in Florida, you go without window treatments, man. There, there's problems. Um, but let's start, Ben, window treatments. Explain what they are and, and uh, maybe what kind of styles there are and so forth. Well, I think starting, as you mentioned, on the broad side of things, I mean, the very general definition of a window treatment is just going to be anything on typically the interior side of your window that stops whatever is outside from getting whatever's inside. And that can be sound. It can be light. It can be somebody's peeping eyes. It can be any variety of factors that are outside that you don't want to get inside. And the only thing between you and that is a window. That's where I come in with window treatments or window fashions. That's what I like to call it. Technically, tinfoil, scotch tape, and and white paper could qualify as a window treatment, but we try to elevate a little bit beyond that with something a little bit more custom. So our basic job in this world is to stop that thing from outside from coming in. And, uh, you know, we're going to do plantation shutters are very popular still in 2022. Automated shadings are extremely popular nowadays. So they've really started to become the number one window treatment out there. Uh, and in any, in any variety there, and you've got your blinds and, and silhouette shadings, luminate shadings, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's something on your window that we're going to put there, hopefully with some kind of style to keep Florida's elements out. You know, you mentioned about up north, the distance between houses can be acres. Yeah. So window treatments aren't that important up north, or you treat them differently due to the different temperatures and humidities and so on and so forth. Here, you can have a $4 million house and you're six feet away from your neighbor. You know, window treatments take on a different role in Southwest Florida than they do in a lot of other places. So we are important. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And you talk about style. I mean, You've been doing this since the 90s. You grew up in the business, as we talked about in the first episode. How often do styles change? What, what have you seen over the years? Unfortunately, style in the window treatment industry as a whole is kind of like turning around a cruise ship. It's going to be a slow rolling turn. It's more of an evolution, right? So plantation shutters have been around since the mid-14th century. Um, you know, So they've been around a long yeah. time, but they evolve. They don't com- completely change. It's still going to be a louvered device at your window space that you're going to use to control light and heat. But instead of going from like grandma's 
plantation shutters that were this wide, which is about an inch and a quarter, and they were made of wood, yes. and they were teeny tiny little yes. panels. You know, that's a plantation shutter. You know, it's legitimately the same thing we're doing today, except for instead of this wide, we go to four and a half inches wide with your louvers. They're made out of better, higher quality materials, and they last longer, and they function completely differently. But it's that evolution of the product line, not the complete change and shift. You know, as the couple I alluded to in episode one that was in here for the first time in 20 years, at the end of the day, window treatments, window fashions aren't something that you're going to cycle through every four to five years. The fashion change is much slower because your cycle of repeat, you know, I buy, you and I probably buy new cars five times over when we're going to buy new window fashion. So, you know, that style is a slower evolution, but it is an evolution nonetheless. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. So then you talk about plantation shutters. Uh, let's talk about best way to use them. Where do I put them? You know, are there certain windows that we should consider shutters versus shades and so forth? So your plantation shutters are going to be a fine fit and finish for most all windows, not necessarily sliding glass doors. They're a little bit cumbersome when it comes to sliding glass doors, although we can execute that. But your plantation shutter is going to be a window where you're going to want to have some degree of light while still getting your privacy. So not a room darkening uh, window treatment unless you want to close them all the way up. But they're a fit and finish final product. It's the last thing you've got to put on your window. You're not going to treat it with side treatments. You're not going to put top treatments above it. It's going to be the last thing you do to that window ever. It's done. So for your no-maintenance homes, your clients that don't want to fuss around with um, worrying about their window fastens when they're seasonal, they're back and forth. Mm. Plantation shutter is a good kind of set-it-and-forget-it type of window treatment that just doesn't require any maintenance and still gives a nice furniture look to your windows. Your shadings and of any variety, you know, that's a very popular segment for us, but they act in a different way. That's something that you're going to want to get out of your way. So you've got completely free and clear view, nothing in your way whatsoever. And then when you have that need, be it privacy or light control, um, at the push of a button, you drop that shade down and it's still retaining your view. So you ideally can have a nice view through, but now you're giving yourself privacy or light control or heat control, whatever it is that you need. So they're two completely different product lines for two completely different Mm -hmm. scenarios, but yet we can use them together in harmony shutters over here, shades over there, and it still feels organic and well thought out to the home. Right. I would imagine that's something you could probably do in your sleep, you know, walk through a home and say, yeah, shades here, shutters there, and where I might totally uh, botch it up. Uh, that's uh, Well, I'd like to say I dream about window fastens, Charlie, but those days long since passed. I'm a little bit farther out of my career than that, but yeah, I could, I could do it with my eyes closed. Yeah. However, Designing window fastens with your eyes closed is bad advice because you've got to see what's going on. You so, got me there. This is where the whole blind guy joke comes into play. Oh, the blind guy's here. Well, yeah, you <laughs> can see. <laughs> so, all right, back to then the shutters. And and I've often, you know, looked at, you know, certain exposure from the sun where, where you know, these homes are getting blasted. And again, back up north, we only got, you know, sun certain times of the year. And even then it wasn't as intense here. I would imagine the makeup of the shutters are really important when it comes to the kind of sun penetration they get. Absolutely. So you've got really three different, distinctly different product materials that you can make shutters out of. And in each one of those three different tiers, you're going to have higher quality materials and lower quality materials. Um, For the sake of time and saving our ear, our our listeners ear (laughs) noise, uh, we're not going to talk about the lower quality stuff. That's not what I procure. So we're going to forget about that. And we're not going to talk about 
one of the three lines of shutters. It's a composite shutter. That is not a plastic shutter. It's an entirely different product line. Um, that's a Chinese situation. I don't deal with that. So we'll deal specifically with wood and specifically with polyresin, which is our preferred line of shutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference between those two isn't really what you mentioned. A lot of people like to scare people away from wood because of the swelling, the expansion, the warping, those sort of things. Um, and typically that's not going to be true. A proper wood shutter is going to be cured, fit and finished, so that it's going to stay the same shape that you bought it. But you do have a paint finish on that piece of wood. Mm -hmm. And that paint finish is going to require a different level of maintenance than a polyresin shutter. So if you're the client who needs a blue shutter, we're going to give you a wood shutter and it's going to be painted. You understand you have to get wood because of the said paint. So you're just going to deal with that with a little bit more kid gloves and you're going to deal with the polyresin. Polyresin in three shades of white, it's the perfect shutter. You have no cause, no concern. There's no wear and tear. There's no maintenance. You don't got to worry about rings and watches and bracelets and bumping up against them. Um, And we can do everything we can do with a polyresin shutter that we can with a wood shutter, except for make it special colors or a very special shape. So then, and just to summarize, the wood shutters is when you really want to get customized with the colors, right? Mm -hmm. Cost differences between the two. And, or, you know, I'm sure you've been asked this a few times, you know, at the end of the day, what does the, you know, what do the shutters cost? Um, So it's a, it's a question I answer a little long. You would be surprised I haven't asked that question before. So (laughs) buckle in on this one. Polyresin versus wood, very specifically. Okay. The material that polyresin shutters are made out of is twice as expensive as the material that you make wood shutters out of. Get out. I would have never guessed that. But because of the manufacturing times, you're a considerably longer process to make wood mm-hmm. shutters. You've got sanding, painting, finishing, all those sort of things. So that end retail price that the client pays is paying for man hours, not a better quality material when you're paying more for wood. And that differentiation in price is generally somewhere between 10 and 20, 25%, depending on your option set. So you can pay more for wood, but you're just paying for people time. Hmm. You're not paying for better quality material. Okay. Wow. How about from a value standpoint, does does one type over another contribute more value or just shutters in general to your home value? Properly designed shutters Mm. will add (laughs) value to your home, regardless of the material that they're made out of. So you can go into older design shutters and it makes your home look older. You know, if you go back 20 years, we were doing shutters a little differently back then than we're doing them now. So as long as your shutters are designed well, in today's world, with the technology that's in both of the shutters, they're going to provide an equal uplift of value to your home. Um, if you go in, it doesn't matter what material your shutters are made out of. If you design them wrong, um, they're going to look old and backwards. And the first thing a homeowner is going to do is throw them out and start from scratch and call me because somebody else didn't do it right. And when you say design, are you talking about the actual installation part or the actual choice of the design of the shutter? Oh, sure. Both. I mean, that those, those are both a hand in glove situation. So first you've got to design it correctly so that shutters are the only window treatment of all the things that we do that are considered an architectural product. Hmm. They should feel built with the house, not as an add on to it. So that's the design side. So that's when I come out and I do my song and dance in your house and we kind of look at stuff and we figure it out and we make the shutters work for your home. Then the second part is what you just alluded to is the execution. You know, when my team comes out and we do the install, again, you can take the best shutter in the world or the worst shutter in the world, and the installation makes it makes a difference. Just had a 
a flooring guy that has been in business for 50 years that I went back to his house yesterday to measure up some more shutters. And we've already done some projects for him. And his comment to me was, you know, that last person in your house is the one who leaves the biggest impression. It doesn't matter what a good job I do. But my team's out there doing what they do. They're the ones that leave that impression. And that really helps drive our business because the end user is comfortable from start to finish, no matter what we're mm. doing. And that makes a difference. Yeah. What's the timing-wise for an install? What's the, what's the average job take? From most everything we're going to do, we're going to execute yeah. about a month. So from order to install day, we try to hit that 30-day mark. And that's regardless of, you know, in, in Southwest Florida, we've got seasonality. We try and stay at that number even in yeah. season. So your February, March clients get treated the same as your August, September clients, which, by the way, are two completely different people. All right. Cleaning the shutters. Fill us in. What, what's involved there? Well, it goes back to which material we're talking about. So if you're talking about wood, again, you got to use a little bit more care because you're dealing with a painted finish. So that's going to be a soap and water only situation. Um, anything harder than that, you're going to put yourself into a situation. You can't use bleach on wood. You can't use hard cleaners on wood because, again, that paint finish needs to be treated like a paint finish. Um, and it's in a window, so it's a, subjected to extra wear and tear through the UV rays and those sort of things. Your polyresin side, and short of a baseball bat is pretty much what you can do to clean your, your polyresin shutters. People tend to use a Swiffer because it is a super smooth finish. So a Swiffer is going to take care of your daily wear and, uh, wear and tear items. You can use a magic eraser um, with the polyresin. Say you got some kids and they got some Sharpie markers on them or you know somebody hit it with a ring or a watch or something, put a slight scratch in it. You can actually take steel wool and buff the surface of the material out. Um, so when we say it's indestructible, you've got to be pretty violent and intentional to make us come out and fix something that was broken on a poly shutter. So Ben, how about outdoor shades? Do you, do you use roller shades outdoors and with a motor without, how does that work? So outdoor shading systems are, are a bit tricky. Um, there are a lot of vendors out there that will do interior rated shades and just throw them outdoors because they can get by with it for a little while. Um, we stopped doing that a couple of years ago. Our exterior shading systems are systems, right? They're going to be motorized. We can do them either with a lithium-ion rechargeable battery system, or we can hardwire them in. Lots of different ways we can put the motors on them. But it's very important to put the proper product outside because right. it's subjecting itself to all those exterior elements in Southwest Florida, which can be kind of extreme. Um, so, like, when we give you a shade that's outdoors – we're going to rate that shade up to 85 mile an hour winds. And if somebody's out there trying to buy a shade for outdoors and isn't getting something with a similar rating, you're buying the wrong product. And it's just a recipe for disaster that, you know, it might look good now, but it's going to cause you a raft of problems going on in the future. You can go to Costco. You can buy a cooler for a hundred bucks and call it done. If that's the product that you want and the fit and finish you want, that's fine. But if you want a shade that can rebuy you your outdoor space, you know, you've got to get the right kind of system. And, of course, we do it all day long. We can go up to 30 feet wide in one shade. So we can do some pretty impressive stuff. It comes at a price point. But if you need to shade that outdoor space and it's useless without it, you know, we're going to come and fit that bill and do it well for you. Execute it the way it's supposed to be done. So what would be a, a maybe a good setting for that? Is like like an outdoor porch that you just want to shade from the sun certain times of the day or... Yeah, so like you've got, I mean, a, a very typical use case scenario is we've got condos up and down the beach, and you've got the sunset. 
And instead of being inside with your interior shadings, you want to be out on your lanai. You want to be outside having dinner, whatever it is. That sun's just killing you. So without a shading system that's exterior to make your exterior life more appealing, uh, that space is useless. So you might have a penthouse on the Gulf of Mexico and an outdoor patio that you just can't use until you call us and we fix that space for you. You know, so that that's a that's a pretty typical use case scenario. Awesome. Shutters, shades, window treatments. I th- I think we covered it all, Ben. Uh, pretty pretty good roundabout of it. Yeah, we got we got some stuff left for episode three. We didn't cover it all yet, Charlie. Well, speaking of episode three, right around the corner for now. Great job. Congrats on episode two, and I'll see you in the next one. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to a bigger, bolder, and brighter podcast with Suncoast Blinds. To learn more about our company or our products, go to suncoastblinds.com. Call 239-495-6558 or stop by our studio at 3634 Unit A, Bonita Beach Road, Bonita Springs, Florida. 